With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio, a show featuring people and companies who are making a positive contribution to the world. This show will help you learn how to apply success principles in every area of your life so that you can make the most out of your skills and talents and accomplish more of your goals. To find out more about the show, please visit www.journeytosuccessradio.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Journey to Success Radio. My name is Colin Gilmartin, and I am filling in for the amazing Tom Tool Tall Cunningham. I'm a Napoleon Hill Foundation Certified Instructor in Training, and I'm super excited to be on the phone with you and, and, and uh, Trinell today. Just to tell you a little bit about myself, my name is Colin Gilmartin. I have uh, two, masters, two MBAs, one in finance and in accounting and one in international business. I'm a professional coach living here and working in New Orleans. I have recently authored a best-selling book called Dream Training, a practical guide for today's youth to achieve their dreams through Lifestyle Entrepreneur Press. I have a U.S. Soccer Federation A license, a National Youth license, a Scottish A introductory license, a UEFA B coaching license, and I'm also finishing up my requirements to be a Napoleon Hill instructor. My dream involves coaching and teaching youngsters uh, in the New Orleans area, and I have a dream to deliver 75,000 dream training books to every 8- to 14-year-old in the city of New Orleans. And today we're talking with Trinell Walker. Trinell is an inspiring young man that has overcome tremendous adversity. At the, age, at the tender age of 14, Trinell experienced a life-changing football injury, which resulted in paralysis from the neck down. What were meant to be his high school glory days turned into temporary defeat. In Trinello's eyes, temporary defeat does not mean permanent failure because nothing beats a failure but a try. Using the same determination and perseverance he relied on as an athlete, Trinello shifted his sights from an athletic career to one of serving others by providing hope. He lives by seven principles learned from his mother and older brother. Living by these principles have allowed him to have an effect on people's lives the way a butterfly has an effect on the weather. He calls this the Trinell effect. It'll, it'll influence you to take action, be resilient, encourage, never quit, evaluate, learn, and love. Welcome, Trinell. Hey, so excited hey, to speak hey. with you. Well, I'm so glad to be on the line right now. I mean, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. Ah, oh, man. So where do you want to start, now, man? We've got a lot to talk about. I guess I could, you know, just share a little bit about myself. Um, but what, again, you want to start when you were about when you were fourteen? Because this is, it looks like this is a this is a critical moment here for you. Yeah, I mean, it was a pivotal time in my life, especially coming from a single parent home, wanting to use my talents and skills to be able to not only, you know, pay for college, 
I wanted to use them to also, you know, buy my mom a house and a car and do all those wonderful things that any son would want to do for a loving mother as well as the entire family. Well, at 14, I actually had a great opportunity to fulfill my dream to play varsity as a freshman in high school. At the time, I was 6'185 pounds, and you know, I was pretty fast for my age, and my talent, you know, had shown the new head coach of the potential that I could have. Well, he gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. And so it was the seventh game of the 1995 football season. Again, I had played throughout the season, and it was the seventh game of the year. I was starting for the first time uh, at defense, at the strong safety position. Super excited. I was called to blitz in to stop a sweep. I made a textbook tackle from behind, shitting the running back, driving him towards the ground. And as I was doing so, my teammate came from the other side to assist with the tackle, but he missed, shitting me at the top of my helmet, shattering the fourth vertebrae, leaving me paralyzed from the neck down. It was crazy because while I was on the field, I couldn't move but it felt like my body was curling up in a fetal position despite mm-hmm. being on the left side. So I heard, wow. you know, my brother came down and asked me, you know, what's going on? And I told him. I thought I broke my back. And I remember the trainers asking me, could I squeeze their hand? I'm like, I can't. I didn't even know the person was touching me. Well, after they had rolled me on the gurney, they put me in the ambulance. And, again, it felt funny because it felt like my arms and legs were straight up in the air. Well, they took me to the emergency room, and I remember hearing noises in there. And I looked up at my mom, and I asked, what is that noise? She was like, they cutting your pads off of you. I was like, am I paralyzed? And she nodded her head, yes. And I told her just to pray for me. So I was in the hospital for about 18 days. And while I was in there, my heart stopped not once, not twice, but three times and my lungs collapsed. And the doctor didn't know if I was going to live or die. I mean, they even shared this with my mom. And I'm so grateful for her and her spirit to be able to look at them and say, you've done your job. It's in the Lord's hands now. And, you know, she prayed to God telling God that he's my son, but he's your child. If it is your will for him to take him, go ahead and take him and give me the strength to make it through. She said, but if it is your will for him to live, I will do whatever I can to make sure he's taken care of. And she's kept her promise along with my brother who, you know, once I got, you know, back up on my, um, able to care for myself and do these other things, I mean, was able to go back to school. I went back to high school, ended up graduating there with my uh, high school diploma with my class. And then later on, the, uh, later on, I got the opportunity to go to college. And I'm grateful with my, I had my brother that was right there by my side who was older than me who actually dropped out of college to help come take care of me, but had the opportunity to go back to college whenever I went back to college. And with his help, along with the assistance of others and a firm determination and faith, I was able to graduate not once, but twice. Once with a <laughs> bachelor's degree and we have studies. But propelled by my desire to help people, I went back and got my master's and we have counseling. So I'm a certified rehabilitation counselor, which has been incredible for me to be able to take two steps back in order to make a great comeback. Mm-hmm. 
That's, am- that's amazing. So tell me for now. So you go back to you go back to school, and then you, you so you graduate, you, you finish high school, mm-hmm. and then you decide what was the what was the what was the determining factor on what you wanted to go to to college for? Because I mean, you had been you, you were injured when you were fourteen. You graduate when you're eighteen ish. Uh-huh. What is it? What are you thinking about studying? Do you know in your gut that you wanna that you wanna give back at this moment, or that you wanna try to be able to shed some light or, or help someone else discuss the light? Honestly, it was by pure uh, coincidence because during that time, you know, after I graduated, I was still going through depression. I was depressed, and a cousin, her, you know, had talked to my mom, and she got tired of. My mom's saying that he kept saying he's bored, he's bored. So she invited me to come speak to her class at the University of North Texas in Denton, Texas. I spoke to one of her classes, and then I spoke to the second class, and there was a professor in that class that heard my story. And he asked me after class, he said, if you had the opportunity to come to UNT, would you come? And me, I'm like, heck, yeah, because after speaking, that's what I found speaking so therapeutic. And I'm like, if I can continue to do this and go to school, I'm like, this would be incredible. So he actually worked things out where I was able to enroll at the University of North Texas. I originally wanted to do computer science, but he was like, Trinelle, go into rehab, Kathleen, just to get you in the door. And I did that. And once I got in the door, I stayed there. So, and that's how I decided to say, hey, I want to give back because I can identify with others who also may be going through some struggles but need some help, who are feeling hopeless but need to have some hope. And that's where it's yeah, all so that's a great, right That's there. a great story. So do you think that that's when you started to see a little bit more, a, a little more hope in your own life and a little less depression? When did the depression start to wane? Oh, we um, it took it was about two and a half to three years after the situation, and what really helped the depression was not only going to school, going to college, to get out, you know, and about around people, realizing that hey, just because I have a disability, it doesn't define who I am. But the right. most important thing is that one night I did what my mom always encouraged me to do, and that was to pray and. I remember having tears rolling down my face and just asking Jesus to come into my life and have his way. And when that happened, when I did that, my eyes closed shut, and I heard a tender voice say, Trinell, you put football before me. I don't want anything put before me, but through this injury, I'm going to inspire others. But if they put me first and use their mind to the fullest, they can do anything. And right then, I understood my why me. I understood my purpose. I understood everything that was going on. So even though I'm not able to physically move, I'm able to mentally, emotionally, and spiritually move and impact other people just by showing up and trying my best in life. And as I continue to do that, going to school, I end up getting a job. And so that's what led me on the path out of depression because I wanted to commit suicide. I thought about starving myself to death because I didn't want to go on anymore. But, you know, I'm glad that I didn't because starving myself wouldn't have been a good idea because I like food too much. So, <laughs> but, 
So but that's how I was able to get up and again, a lot of love from family, a lot of love from friends, and the opportunities that's been given to me. That's amazing. Um yeah, and I think that the you know I think back on my own struggles, Trinell. I mean, I got myself my I got myself into a lot of trouble when I was eighteen, nineteen years old. A lot, you know, I, I like to say when I saw the light, it was it was blue and flashing, and that was the uh, and that was the good part, right? So, you know, to move away from the, the those thoughts, I had to I had to replace those those thoughts that were unproductive with things that were better, right? And that was my introduction to Napoleon Hill. And, and, you know, his thing was talking about the positive mental attitude and how important that was to the overall quality and well-being of my life and that I can I can shape my life by how I think. And to do that, it had to be positive. Mm-hmm. Is that what your experience is as well? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I love Napoleon Hill, and that's kind of how I actually learned about Zig Ziglar. During, you know, those times, you know, when I was in college, I got involved in uh, network marketing business. And one of the things um, they talked about was personal development, personal development. So, I mean, what is this personal development? So they introduced us to Napoleon Hill, Zig Ziglar, Les Brown, all these, you know, incredible thinkers. And I started to, to indulge in it. I started to really get into it. And when I did, I was able to, do like they said, turn that thinking, thinking, and get rid of that because it was killing me. I was literally keeping myself held mentally and emotionally hostage by fear, knowing that it was only false evidence appearing real. That once I changed my mind and I changed my attitude, everything else, my perspective changed. I mean, everything changed. So in doing so, I was able to meet a friend that I actually knew, you know, part of the Ziggler Corporation. Because one of my things since 2004, it's like, man, I'm going to be a part. I'm going to be a Zig Ziglar's protege. That was always my thought. I didn't know how it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I was sharing it with my friend one day. And he said, man, I go down there all the time. They got a Monday morning um, devotion. He's like, man, I want to see if I can get you, you know, that I can tell your story because it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, he got me in told my story, was able to talk to Zig. He looked at me, and like he tell everybody, you know, write a book. Mm-hmm. And he shared that I would have more, I would impact more people than he did. I didn't get to have that strong relationship with him, but his son, Tom, he took me up under his wings, and he actually helped me create the Trinell effect. Yeah. And I'm so grateful for that because I went in, so his office just sharing different things, you know, with him. And he was like, Trinell, your name is so unique. He said, have you ever thought about using it? I was like, what do you mean? He was like, the T can be for take action. The L is for love. All the rest of it, you have to come up with yourself. <laughs> he knew the first two. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I was able to come up with the rest of it, and that's how I ended up not only coming up with the Trinell effect, but I looked at it, I'm like, all these things that I've been living by are principles that I've learned from my mother and my brother throughout these years. And so I just was able to continue to come up with the rest of the letters to the Trinell effect. And I just wanted to just share just the background behind it. 
growing up, my mom was a single parent, so she always worked. And she did her best to make sure my brother and I, along with my grandma, was taken care of, despite, you know, being a single mom. So I learned early, in, from an early age, the importance of taking action because I know that proper action can lead to satisfaction because she never wanted anything or anybody to depend on. I mean, even when there was times when the bills were cut off, but her hard work and resilience, you know, made sure they were back on. And she always encouraged my brother and I to always do our best at whatever we did. Mm-hmm. And my brother, being the oldest one, he, you know, was instrumental in his favorite sport was football. So naturally it became mine too. And we used to play this game called Up the Middle where he would get like a sock or shoe and spread them five feet apart. And he would represent the defense and I would be the running back. And I would have to get around him to score a touchdown without running outside of those homes. It was like David versus Goliath. Hey, you know how that story turned out. So I eventually learned from that game to never quit no matter how hard it gets. And also to evaluate situations carefully so I can learn from them. And in doing so, they're unconditional tough love to saw me how to love. So and I was like, let me, that's the Trinella effect right there. The T to my name stands for take action because proper action leads to satisfaction. The R is for resilience. Be resilient because two steps back can lead to a great comeback. The E, encourage. Encourage in order to help one flourish. And never quit. It's impossible with the type of person who will never quit. The E, evaluate. Evaluation can lead to your destination. The L is for learn. Because when you learn, you earn respect for yourself, others, and you earn money. And the last L is for love. Because love is truly a gift from above. Mm-hmm. And I want to encourage everyone, including yourself, Colin, that you have an effect. Because whether you realize it or not, you are having an effect on those around you. Yeah, and everyone, every one person that you come into contact has the opportunity to kind of come away with, uh, you know, they come away feeling that from you, don't they, Trinell? Yes, and it's funny because I didn't realize the impact of it until people share it with me. And I speak, and I share the Trinell up there. And it'd be years down the road since I've actually seen that person. And they always remember the Trinell effect. And I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm grateful that God has been able to use me to inspire you to grow and to have an effect. So how did you get the uh, – so, so tell me about the, the, the Ziegler family. When you first started out, what was the – what were the similarities? What were the differences in what you were kind of discovering on your own about personal growth, and then you know jumping into a legend like uh, the Ziegler family? How did what were you what were you thinking? What was going on in your mindset at that time? Oh, that's an awesome question. Um, again, at that time when I initially got introduced to it, it everything was so new, and it was good to be able to hear positive things. The difference is from hearing and being part of a family who's going to take you in and actually mentor you and mentor me. And that was the difference. I could listen to it all day long. But when I got involved into the family and Tom became my mentor, he was able to coach me and teach me in ways that a book can never do. Mm-hmm. 
And he showed, you know, he showed me some things, you know, that I didn't necessarily see at first. And I'm grateful for that. And even the opportunity to be a life coach. You know, I live the Ziggler principles in my life. And I can help coach somebody else. I can help train somebody else these things. So it's one thing, to, again, to be able to hear it and read it. It's another thing to actually receive it and love from the person who actually came up with it and continues to live it and who's willing to have a big heart to mentor me at no cost. Mm-hmm. Well, think about think back onto your life, and I'll think back onto mine in the beginning years, and I spent a lot of time coaching young kids, just young kids, uh, six, seven, eight-year-olds, 10, up to, you know, 14, 15-year-olds, so really young kids. And I'm thinking, you know, as I go to the soccer field, and I've asked the young kids that I've coached, how many of them have a mentor? And when you think about it, I think back to, you know, to those times, 8 to 14 years old, and how important is it to have someone of influence? You were talking about your brother. Mm. You know, but how important is it to have someone outside of a family unit that can be able to share really good ideas with you to be able to go to do the thing that you want to do? What do you think? Oh, it's extremely important because, you know, family can only tell you so much because of based off their experience, they can only teach you what they know. Right. People outside of you know a little bit more than you do because their experience is different. So they're able to have a different perspective. So when, like, coaches and people would come into my life and tell me various certain things, and then those certain things come to life and I end up seeing them, I'm so grateful for them because I grew up without a dad. I grew up, you know, not really knowing you know, the ways of a man. And so being able to have other positive male uh, role models and influences in my life, along with my brother, along with my mother, along with my stepdad, along with, you know, friends have helped me become the man I am today. So it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I look back and I, you know, I, I mean, I have, my dad was there, but he wasn't, you know, they, he could only do what he could do, right? I mean, they're coming in, if you think about that, family comes in with their own set of, you know, experiences and knowledge and information. And if they don't have the, if they don't, if they're not aware of success or prosperity consciousness, then I'm pretty sure that, you know, it's going to be impossible for a young person to get it, except by some divine intervention. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. I mean, family can only teach my family can only teach me how to live. It may teach me how to survive. I have, as a man, I have grown to learn how to live from other people because that's. I mean, when we know better, we do better. I mean, my Angela said that. So again, they only could teach me what they knew, but now I'm able to uh, learn from others. So now I'm able to do better and able to go back and give it to others the way it was given to me. So I got a question for you, Trinell. So look, when things are uh, are dark these days, and it could be anything, what what do you go back to? What's the one thing that rings home from your mom? Prayer. 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 She always tells me. And again, to me, I just talk to God like, "Hey, this is what I'm going through. This is how I'm feeling." 
talk to him like he's my best friend. But then after I'm able, because we got to get out. I've learned that once I get what's in me out of me, then I can receive something else. After I finished doing that and meditating, I got a mirror in my bathroom. It's a full-body length mirror. And I look into the mirror, and I find something that I like about myself, whether it's my eyes or my smile, because for a long time I didn't like me because I wasn't that big, strong athlete anymore. I'm paralyzed from the neck down looking like an all-day sucker with a big head and small body. So I had to look in the mirror and find something I like about. And above my mirror, I had the acronym LIVE, L-I-V-E. And it simply means laugh, inspire, value, and joy. Laugh as long as I live, inspire, and value myself and others while enjoying life to the fullest. So every morning I get up and go and look in the mirror, it reminds me to live, live this moment because I don't know what the next moment brings. My injury taught me that. It taught me that I never know when change is going to come. I can roll out of here and get in a car wreck and be gone. Just like that night when I put on my pads, I had already made plans to go out with friends at night, come to find out my injury occurred, and I never see that moment. So I just have to, once I get up and out, I have to put that mentally in from affirmations that I look in the mirror and also tell myself I'm confident in who I am. I'm the emotionally secure man God created me to be. I'm valuable and successful at all that I do. Man, that's powerful right there. Can you say that again? I'm confident in who I am. I'm the emotionally secure man God created me to be. I'm valuable and successful in all that I do. That's really good. And that's one of the things that I've been uh, paying particular attention to these days is the building of Mm self-confidence. And I was thinking about this when I went to, I was going to yoga the other day and I was just looking back and I just took a snapshot of my life up until this moment. And I I, I was thinking to myself that I, I had to have belief from other people in myself to be able to do the thing that I'm that I was doing whatever it was and then if there was no belief there was no success on my end and I was like man that's not the way it's supposed to be but that's how I felt and I'm trying to look at this thing and say man I uh, the you know I've got to learn to fly from the inside and it has mm-hmm. to start like that and and and, and studying Napoleon Hill and hearing how he had talked about, and this was a conversation he had with Andrew Carnegie, how important affirmation was in their life and how mm-hmm. I can rebuild, I can rebuild my character, I can remake my self-image through this, through, through this simple process of having a conversation with myself, my higher self, that it's time to show up and it's time to act, take action. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's heavy duty. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think back for for Napoleon Hill to put this as the second chapter in the law of success, the building or the developing of self confidence. How important it must have must it have been for him, you know, to spend twenty five years of his life researching this philosophy of uh, of, of of personal achievement. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, wow. And then just just taking a little bit of a look at my own life and saying, man, when I'm when I'm not that confident, how willing am I to step out and do the thing I have to do? Man, it's almost impossible. Exactly, and I've learned that the most important person that's going to talk to you all day long is you. 
<laughs> right. Life is death. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. <laughs> so if you're talking bad about yourself all day long, you're gonna feel bad about yourself all day long. So that's why you know when it's good to look in the mirror and find something good about you know myself and compliment myself on it. I'm like, dang. Everybody else, when they give me a compliment, it's just icing on the cake because I've already confirmed, affirmed to myself I'm already these things. It's like the law of attraction. I've already believed on the inside that whatever's going to happen on the outside has already happened. So when it does happen, I'm just smiling big like, hey, I already knew it was coming. Right. That is such a, that's a, you're in the sweet spot mm-hmm. when that, when that, when that, when that happens. Mm, and it hasn't always been like that. That's why I right. feel like I'm the I feel like I'm the Phoenix bird, honestly. Because I mean the life that I knew was crumbled and burned. Like I tell people, it's like a F five tornado just came through and everything that I knew from what I thought as a man, as I thought as a person about what I was supposed to do was gone. The only thing I was left with that foundation was that ashes, which was faith. Which was yeah, which was faith, and I had to build off of that. And once I was able to build off that faith, I'm able to build the house that you see today, which is still under construction. I mean, I'm a work in progress, just like we all are. And one of the things that I want to encourage people, and I heard this from Lauren Hill. She said the real you is more interesting than the fake somebody else. And we're always talking about fake it till we make it. I like to say, be it until you become it. Because if you fake it till you make it, you're going to always be fake. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that. That's what helped me get through. I'm like, now I'm going to fake it till I make it. And then when I looked in the mirror, I'm like, I'm faking it to everybody else, but I'm dying on the inside. I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm dying on the inside. So I'm going to be on the inside what I want to become on the outside. So be it until you become it. Right, and that's the real part of it here. And I think somewhere along the line, we got that fake it till you make it thing. I think it just sounded good, but it doesn't really, it doesn't get at the core. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get at, doesn't get at, get, doesn't get at the what's going on on the inside here. And 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 to hear the, you know, the the, the real legends talk about uh, how we, you and I, become what we think about all day long. Right, it's not just mm-hmm. that. It's it's the thought, but then it gets through repetition. It gets burned in like a like a a branding iron on a steer, right? Mm-hmm. That's where I want it. I want it right on my right on my chest, <laughs> and that's when I know that it's that it becomes uh, different, right? I mean, Bob, mm-hmm. the the guy that I studied with, Bob Proctor, obviously, you know, in the same realm as uh, as Zig, you know, talked about this thing. If I want to if I want to change my self image, it's got to start with a picture that I think, and mm-hmm. then I create it. And then I, through repetition of thought, through repetition of taking action, through uh, uh, repetition of being that person, you know? So when you mm-hmm. said be on the inside to the person I want to be on the outside, that's a, uh, I think I just butchered your statement, Trinell, but <laughs> but that, that's, you're, you're right on with that. Yeah, it's a tough lesson that everybody has to learn because, again, I'm still growing and learning and you know, I have my depressed moments. One of the things I have learned is that, you know, emotions, very emotions are not dead emotions. Um, they will creep up. So I've learned that 
to feel an emotion, whether it's anger, whether it's sadness, whether it's depression. But I give it a time because I recognize that there are 24 hours in a day. Eight of that we're going to be asleep. So 16 of that we're going to be awake. So I may give anger, whatever the emotion may be, five minutes to enjoy itself. And then after that, I'm like, okay, I'm done feeling that way. I'm human. So let's go back to feeling positive. Let me go back to doing what I need to do to get to where I need to be. Are you a big reader, Chanel? What's that? Are you a big reader? A big leader? Reader. R E A D E R. Are you uh are you oh, yeah, what do you what do you what do you read what are you reading these days that inspire you? Um, one of the things I'm reading uh today and I think it's the power of who? That's one of the books I'm reading. Um by Bob. I can't really see his last name, but it's the power of who is something that I read. I mean, I've read um, See You at the Top. I've read Les Brown. I've read Napoleon Hill. I've read Dale Carnegie. Um, I like to read the Bible. Um, I like to read sports. Um, Whatever it is that I'm thinking about and I'm interested in, I always go what I call Dr. Google. I always Google it and figure it out. So um, those are some of the things I like to read. Um, The Emotional Intelligence. Um, which is one of the books that has helped me, you know, uh, understand my emotions and be able to control, you know, different things like that. How about yourself? You like to read? Man, I've been listening to, uh, I found out that I don't like to read per se. I mean, I've got a collection of books here that if I've gone through, it's been some of it's, uh, some of it's a chore, but I like to listen. I spend a lot of time in my car driving, I don't know, hour, 90 minutes, to, to coach or to certain events or things like that. So I'm plugging in, I've been plugging in some fantastic books. Um, there's this one book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And it's the study of command and control in, in machines and in some animals. Um, mm-hmm. So it's how, I, it's how I do the things that I do, why I do the things that I do, and then how to, more importantly, <laughs> how to bring about that change that I want. Mm. Um, I've been re- I've been listening to Napoleon Hill's Law of Success. That's the standard book that I go through. Um, it's a book. It's a continuous read for me. I remember when I you know when I went to school, Trinell, they were I was taught to read a book and then put it on the shelf and then take a test for it. Well, you know that reading and memorizing is not going to make it successful. It took me a long time to figure that one. It was the understanding and application of these ideas, these wise ideas that was going that were going to take me to where I wanted to go. Because I had to think differently. And if I was doing the same things that I always was doing, I was getting into the same kind of trouble I always got into. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so something had to give. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, I finished reading a book not too long ago, but probably about a month ago, uh, by Malcolm Gladwell called Outliers. Because oh. uh, I wanted to study, I'm, I'm trying to study what makes people successful, right? Kind of what, uh, you know, so that I can take a, you know, a better idea, a better approach to the young kids that I'm coaching. And so mm-hmm. this book studied the, the Beatles and looked at guys like uh, Bill Gates and, um, you know, many different people, di- different walks of life and how did they get there, you know, to the, the 10,000 hours of studying your craft. 
And I would I would imagine if we look at what you would, you know, look back on the, the last 10, 15, 20 years when you started to get personal development, how much time you've put into that. I bet it's astounding. Wow. And yeah. that for you is pounding on your craft. And that's what makes, that's what allows you to bring that confidence to the table. Is the amount, you know, the success in my life and your life is going to be about the amount of times that I do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> most of us don't do it, don't do it long enough. Or, you know, most, most people never master anything. Would you agree? I agree on that one. <laughs> Jack of all trades and a master of none. Right. Right, I'm trying to master self these days. It's sometimes that's the biggest that's the biggest challenge. Like you said, getting myself in front of the mirror. You know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's finding sometimes it's finding the good things when you know when the battles of life have been tough, challenging. Yeah. And I mean that's so true and one of the things that I like to do and that I'm working on is to want what I already have. Because most of the time, I'm wanting what I don't have rather than wanting what I already have. Because if I want what I already have, I'm going to continue to have what I want. And really appreciate and be mindful of the moment rather than, you know, man, having what I need right here in front of me but looking somewhere else for it. It's like a help. It's like my help. You know, actually, I was sitting outside earlier today. And I'm like, man, I got freedom. I mean, I'm actually the constitutional rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm like, I have life. I'm like, I got the freedom to sit outside and enjoy outside my house instead of being in a nursing home. And I've been given the opportunities, you know, whether it's to go out and speak, whether it's to go, you know, to work, or um, to be Ziggler Legacy certified to go teach, you know, the teachings of Zig Ziggler to the pursuit of happiness. So I'm like, Wow. What I want, I have. Right. So I just need to continue to want what I have, and I will never be sad again. Right. So. Yeah, and your cup overflows, man. When when you know when you're in that zone, I know for. I know when you're saying it, man. It brings me a joy to to know that I'm. I get to go to the soccer field in a couple of hours and teach fourteen uh, year old boys something mm-hmm. that they might not already know. And usually the impact is going to be far beyond soccer when I'm, when it's all said and done. And that mm-hmm. is, uh, man, that is just a, what a joy. I mean, it is for you. I mean, you got the perfect opportunity, like a coach told me once before. He said, actually, it was my high school coach, Coach Chips. He told us, he said that right now, y'all are like bamboo. I don't really know what stages of bamboo y'all are in, but... <laughs> I don't know if I'm planting the seed or being the water, but I do know there's sun coming down. So what I'm teaching you now, it may not come to fruition while you're in high school, but later on in your life, you're going to look back at this moment and realize that what what you learned here has impacted your life. And as I look back on that moment, he always used to have the acronym TCB, and that simply means take care of business. And that was whether it was on the field or in the classroom. And I've taken that, you know, with me even in my adult life. That when I'm doing something, I've got to take care of business. Because if not, the business ain't going to get taken care of. So, again, mm-hmm. you're in an incredible opportunity with these kids when you go out there to pour into them. You may be planting the seed or you may be there watering, but 
there will come a time when whatever it is comes to fruition, they're going to look back at you and appreciate you more than anything. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, so Tommy, what are you uh, what are you most excited about these days, Trinell? Oh, well, life right now. Yeah. Uh, are you writing a book? See, um, I'm working on it. It's like slowly but surely coming. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I hesitate because of the emotional impact that it has on me to be able to go back and have to pull up all those all the things yeah. I've been through. However, I got to start. And I've yeah. written a little bit because I journal a little bit each day or each week to get a little bit of it out. So, I mean, it's in the process. I ain't going to lie. I'm doing some mm-hmm. writing. I don't know when it's going to come out, but sure. I'm manning up and doing yeah. some writing. And I like poetry, so I do. I write a little poetry on the side, too. But my thing I'm really excited about now is having the opportunity to go out there and teach the Ziggler Legacy um, as a certified trainer. I'm actually going mm-hmm. to do that on September 20th um, at my church, and then I will be the trainer on my job, training the mid-level managers as well as the team members, you know, how to become a better you, um, building mm-hmm. winning relationships, and goal setting. So I'm super excited about that. That's awesome. Um, that is incredible. So when, is that, when is that again? Can we, how can, and you're doing this where? In Texas? Yeah, I'm doing it in Texas. I'm in Sherman, Texas um, right now. That's where, I, that's where I was living at. But, you know, you give me a call and we make some arrangements. You know, I'm right. I'd like, to, I'd like to put that out to, to people. Anybody in the Texas area, that uh, the Sherman area, that, w- that wants to get a hold of uh, the Ziegler uh, legacy training, I, I want to help send that. I want to put a shout out to Trinell and your course that you're going to be doing. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. I'm telling you, it's life-changing. I've gone through it myself, and it's, it's incredible. That's all I can say. It's, it's going to be phenomenal. Uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And how can the, how can our listeners uh, learn a little bit more about you, Trinell? Can they find you on Facebook? Can they find you on your website? Where can we Where can we find out a little bit more about Trinell Walker? Yeah, you can actually go to my uh, Facebook uh, you can type in Trinell Walker, that's T-R-E-N-E-L-L, Walker, and send me a friend request, and, mm-hmm. you know, I will look at, I will, you can contact me that way, as well as www.zigglercertified.com forward slash Trinell Walker. Again, that's www.zigglercertified.com forward slash Trinell Walker. Awesome. I love it, Chanel. That's uh, that's amazing. It's uh, and it's amazing that we've gone through uh, 45 minutes already of this incredible, inspiring uh, talk today. Wow, 45 minutes already. 45 minutes already. It's amazing. Yes. How about how about leave us with uh, one, let's do this. Why don't you leave us with this Trinell effect again? I mean that, that was that was so powerful, Trinell. And that way the uh, listeners can find you, they can listen a little bit about you, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll certainly want to share this with uh, with everyone we can uh, come into contact with. Oh, okay, the Trinell effect. It will influence you to teach, take action. 
because proper action leads to satisfaction. R, resilience. Be resilient because two steps back can lead to a great comeback. The E is for encourage. Encourage one to help one flourish. N is for never quit. It's impossible to stop a person who will never quit. The E is for evaluate. Evaluation can lead to your destination. The L is for learn. Because when you learn, you earn respect for yourself, others, and you earn money, money, money. And the last L is for love, because love is truly a gift from above. So I must ask you this. What is your offense? Because whether you realize it or not, you are having an effect on those around you. And it's like Chanel said. Once you throw, you cast a stone into a pond, the entire shoreline changes. So you can find more about Trinell Walker on Facebook. It's T-R-E-N-E-L-L Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R. And you can find him at www.ziglascertified.com forward slash Trinell Walker. I want to thank everyone at Journey to Success Radio for this amazing conversation with Trinell. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Journey to Success Radio. If you or anyone you know would like to be interviewed for the show, email Tom at TomTooTall.com for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.